we love cake so much we decided to make it a full-time business for me sammy and me bronya join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals artisan cake makers and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the business of cake making podcast glitter included follow us on instagram and listen to us on spotify itunes podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk Today's guest, Brett, is a huge Instagrammer with nearly 53,000 followers. You may know her as the out-of-home baker. Brett is a baking business coach and gives fantastic ideas for growing your baking business, but in an understandable language. Plus, her videos are always fun to watch. Very fun. I do enjoy them. She also has um, a baking business in Springville, Utah Valley, America and our cakes are stunning. Hello, Brett. Lovely to speak to you today. Hi, it's such a pleasure to be here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming. Oh, Um, absolutely. We always start by asking our guests to introduce themselves to us. So we wondered if you could start by telling us a little about yourself, please. Yes, I would love to. Um, And it's so funny to hear myself introduced with all of those (laughs) like very high qualification sounding things. And it's funny because, um, you know, even with 50,000 followers or whatever, I am a mom just here in my home and I have two little kids and I run my own cake business from home. Um, I love baking. Baking's always kind of been a part of my life. And not that I ever thought I would make a career out of it. It's funny because it's like something that I loved, but never thought like, oh, I am going to make cakes for the rest of my life and go into business and just do awesome with this. It's just something I enjoyed. And slowly, it's like over time, as I was doing my bachelor's degree, I was studying food science um, in the university. And don't even start to think that that's some kind of pastry school because it's not. <laughs> food science is like all the chemistry and microbiology and safety behind food oh, that's production. Fascinating, and, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing really about um, recipes or making buttercream or how to deliver a cake. Um, <laughs> while I was there, I I was doing this degree and it was very hard science heavy. And I was like, man, I would love to not have to take as much chemistry classes. And there was an alternative path you could take with this degree that was business and it was industry management. And so instead of going heavy on the chemistry, I switched onto the business track and fell in love with that I realized it lit me up taking these entrepreneurship classes and marketing and strategy and finance and accounting, all of that I really, really enjoyed. And eventually was able to blend it all together, my love for baking and my love for business and start my own cake business. Um, And so I, I officially started my business in 2019 just before the pandemic is when I licensed, got registered, (laughs) did all of that. And I'm like in full swing, like taking on so many orders and just excited. I I was like, if I could just have one wedding cake order a month, that would be the coolest thing. Like (laughs) I was like, that would just be so awesome to have customers like that. Uh, And pretty quickly within a year, even through COVID, and this is a story I saw for a lot of people, even through COVID, my business really thrived and I found ways Mm -hmm. to pivot and ways to make it work. And people were still celebrating and small weddings were still happening. And so business really continued to grow that first year. 
And I worked myself to the bone. And then the next year I came and was like, all right, I'm going to work a little smarter this year instead of just working hard and, and just continued to grow up from there until today. It's just this awesome, awesome, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. It does. It's just part of who I am now. And it, it's grown amazingly. I've done some really fantastic cakes and, you know, I went from charging <laughs> like maybe 150 for a wedding cake yeah. to charging yeah. like 700 or $1,500 for a cake. Yeah. And so to see it grow in that way has also been really cool. It's really opened a lot of doors. And I promised myself figuring all of that out was really hard. It wasn't an easy journey and there wasn't a lot of resources as a mom at home trying to figure out how to run a business, but also a cake business. And mm -hmm. I promised that I was going to be the resource that I wish I'd had and that yeah. I, I wanted to give that back to people because there was lots of kind of angels that came in and out of my journey that showed me the way or gave me a little bit of advice. And I was like, I want to pay that forward, the kindness that some people showed me. And I also want to kind of combat the void of like, gosh, there's not a solid recipe or instructions for bakers to follow to grow a business. And I wanted to create that. And so I started the out of home baker as a way to, to grow this community and to help others. I've, I've been so blessed on my cake journey to see the success that I've had and to be able to do the things I've had. I've, I've had conversations with Wilton um, I've taught at an international online baking um, event called the Bake Fest. I've been featured in Cake Masters and American Cake Decorating Magazine. And yeah, I saw I'm that. Just this, yeah, it, it's been a lot of really cool stuff, and yeah. I'm so grateful for it all. And my my message that I try to share with people is like, I'm just like you. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing that set me apart. It's just the motivation and the determination to make yeah. all of it happen. And so that's, that's where I am now. I'm still running my cake business. It's a little bit less because I have fallen in love with the coaching part and I've really loved being able to turn around and teach. And so I take on a few orders here and there. And then I, I do coaching on my Instagram. I do lives and classes and private coaching and all this fun stuff that's really been just like the next level. So yeah. I can't believe that 2000, you only started in 2019. It just, that's just nuts. You know, <laughs> well, that's like that's three the official years ago. start, right? That's like yeah. where yeah. Marka okay. is like, okay. I actually <laughs> licensed it, but there was a lot that was, yeah, I mean, I there was that. a lot of doing things <laughs> for friends and family and like practicing, but it's yeah. like, I do one order every three months, maybe, and I barely even charge for it. And so it, there was a lot of a lot that led up to it. Right. right. So today we're, we're going to concentrate on your um, coaching side because the podcast, you know, is all about running a business um, and you're particularly passionate about pricing. Um, yes. And we've seen a lot on your Instagram <laughs> about it. Um, and it, But for you, it's not just the numbers, which absolute music to our ears. So we hear a lot online about crunching the numbers, making sure you're covering your costs, et cetera, et cetera. But you are also very interested in the mindset surrounding the pricing and how people talk to their customers, and which we think is fascinating. Um, so why do you think this is something people need to hear about and need to learn about? <laughs> well, I just see all the time, we know it, it's like the hardest thing for bakers to tackle you know, we, yeah. we get into business and obviously there's, you know, figuring out which kind of buttercream is the right buttercream or how to stack a cake, how to deliver it, how to do all this. But pricing is like the biggest single thing that trips people up. And it's the biggest thing I see kill a business. Um, 
And I don't know if bakers always realize that's what's murdering their business per se, that that's the culprit. That's the thing that sneaks in and is slowly chipping away at them because, you know, they feel exhausted. They feel like they have to run a million miles an hour to make a profit. They feel like they're not getting the clients they want and they start to feel really dissatisfied. And at the heart of it all is, is pricing and the struggles that they're having with figuring out their price because it influences so much of your business. And as I started to research this, so I I wanted to teach this so bad. I saw that people were, were struggling and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a class on this. So like a year and a half ago, I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll make a class on pricing. And I sat down to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have it out by next month. You guys like just hold, hold tight. I'll have your pricing class. And then I really started to dive into it. And I was like, hang on a second. There's a lot more to this than I thought. And so I ended up taking about a year to research and to write and to talk and to learn everything I could about pricing. And it blew my mind. The the things that I learned about price and the way it opened, you know, new doors to thinking about money and price in general. And as I as I talked with other bakers and I as I watched them struggle, I realized that when it comes to pricing your cakes or pricing anything, at the heart of it is not truly a confusion about the numbers Uh, because it's like, you know, you can guess high and make sure you're covering your costs. And it's not really hard once you sit down and think about, all right, this is how much it costs me to do this and this. And sure, there's definitely like, you want to make sure you're including everything and make sure that you're making a profit. But what really holds people back because in, in the heart of hearts, they know that they they should be charging more or they know that like they're not quite covering all of those bases. The problem in the middle of it is just fear. And it's yeah. this mindset block that people have that they are, they're so afraid that by charging more, it makes this statement of value yeah. about themselves and the way they think about themselves. And it's like... Um, it's, it feels arrogant and it feels immoral and Mm -hmm. people really shy away from it. It feels greedy. People don't have money. How can I possibly charge that? And it all comes back to like the story that you've been taught your whole life about money and Mm -hmm. how you grew up, the way money was talked about and the, the experiences and the circumstances you observed with money that taught you a certain way to think about it. And that all influences the way you price and it all holds you back if you're playing into this idea of of scarcity and that people don't have enough and that oh, who am I to charge because yeah. how can I make that statement it's, about myself? That thing, and we're, that we're is all, we're, we're all told, you know, put your prices up, put your prices up. And it's like, if it was as easy as putting 10% on everything, we would have all done it by now. <laughs> Everyone would have done it. It's really that easy. You know? It is. Yeah. And what happens is we just – we put a ceiling on ourselves and we decide like, this is as high as I can go. And I, it's like, we're waiting for someone to give us permission to go Mm -hmm. any higher. And I think that's something that particularly as women, we struggle with. We're waiting for somebody to come and tell us like, okay, you can do it now. Like you've hit that mark. It's time for you. And it's so funny because (laughs) it's, it's just us. It's us. We're the boss. Mm -hmm. We're the one in charge. 
And we're the ones that get to set that and decide whether we're going to make money or not. And we're the one, we're the biggest thing holding ourselves back. And so that's the first thing I teach anybody about price. It's like, you've got to learn to rewrite your mindset about money and rewrite the narrative about money and realize that money's not a bad thing. Money's neutral. It's just a tool. It's not good or bad. It's just a tool that you can use and it just amplifies whatever your intentions are. And so we observe you know, bad people doing bad things with money. And we, we like to internalize that message that money must be bad. If people are doing this with money, it must be bad. But guess what? You can also find examples of good people doing good things with money and Mm -hmm. bad people doing bad things with no money. And all of that exists and it's all equal. And yet we decide to internalize this negative message about money. But I think the best possible thing when when you're a stay at home mom or when you're someone, you know, trying to make a living as a, as a baker, I feel like you, you have this creativity, you have this idea that you want to serve people and make the world sweeter. So heck yes, you need some money in your pocket because you're someone who's going to do good. Like let's give you money so you can do good in the world and show up and serve and create those beautiful things and make life sweeter. Like absolutely. What is bad about that? There's mm-hmm. nothing bad. Yeah. It's, it's funny you saying that, you know, and you're saying um, that, you know, there are people out there doing good things with money and people doing bad things. I saw on someone's Instagram today, um, it was about Roger, Roger Federer. You know, obviously he makes millions and millions and millions or has done playing tennis and he's recently retired um, and it turns out he's been building schools for, you know, for, for people. I don't know where it was. I think it was in Africa or something. And he's been building schools and he, like he's helped a hundred and I don't know what it was. It was a lot of kids. He's taught, <laughs> he's helped teach to, to, to read. And you're like, you money wouldn't isn't say that, bad. Would you? Yeah. No. And no. And it's only because I saw another cake maker who happened to be a tennis star post about mm-hmm. a tennis fan post about it today. And I'm like, Do you know what? It's, you just sort of like see certain rich people is like like you say arrogant but then yeah you know deep down there's good stuff going on and you don't realize I suppose yeah yeah Yeah. and I I love what it's done for me is you know learning to price my cakes well and learning to like get over that fear has allowed me to be with my kids and I I'm able to do what I love and I have control of my business instead of it running me I run it and I know where to go and I I get this this beautiful freedom and I get to create this beautiful life and I want that for other women and it starts with pricing and I I feel a personal connection to it because my mom also runs a business she actually runs a dress business mm-hmm. and for the past like 20 years 20 plus years I've watched her slave and slave away at the sewing machine, hating every minute of it when she creates these gorgeous things and sells them for nothing. And Mm. as I've learned in my cakes to price things, I've like really, really hounded on her like, mom, you know what? We're tired of you being stuck in the sewing room. We're tired of you not being able to come to the park with your grandkids or be there. Like it's time to raise your prices because we need you to be available. And mm. that is the what I teach my other bakers too is to be available. I've seen you say online something like it's not about working harder. It's not necessarily about, about just smarter. working harder. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And we get we get stuck in that. I don't know what it is, but we think the I'm gonna make money by taking a million orders. That's the only path forward we can see. Like if I'm gonna yeah. make more, then I have to exchange more time for money. And then we play small because we're like, I don't think I can commit to giving that much time. Like 
I can see that it's possible, but I can't trade all that time for money. And it's not about doing more. It's about working smarter. It's about raising your prices and knowing your numbers and let that guide your decisions. It's about learning to say no to the things that don't grow your business and learning to understand what does grow and take you in the right direction. And that way you're just able to enjoy it that much more and actually find success. Mm. I've seen you say online that pricing isn't just about money. Um, If that's the case, what is it about? Yeah, I just posted that reel the other day. And it's funny because it there's like certain certain thoughts that just seem to flow from you from the universe through you to everybody else. I'm like, I just feel like everyone needs to hear this today. But it's similar to what we've been talking about when when it's about when we talk about pricing and about raising your prices. It's not just about getting more money. It's not really a thought of money. It's all about energy. Because when when you trade money for a good or product or service, what you're really trading is energy. They're putting money in your pocket so that you have the energy to do the work well, to really invest into it and to, to do the absolute most beautiful job you can for this person. And you're giving energy back to them that they get to keep because they don't have to slave away doing it. They don't have to spend the years trying to figure out what you've already learned and they get to enjoy whatever wedding or party or event or moment in their lives. They get to just enjoy that instead of like doing all the work that you're doing. It's this exchange of energy and that time and stress and focus that you use to be able to create for people. And if I say, if, if the energy exchange isn't equal, if there's not enough money or energy coming to you, you're not going to be able to sustain the work you're doing. You're going to quit. You're going to end your business because you're going to feel it. You're going to feel like this is just not worth the trade. And the way you combat that is you raise your prices and you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to jump to like $1,000 a cake all at once. But I tell people, do it incrementally. Set yourself some increments and say like, okay, you know what? Next month, it goes up $5. And the next month, five. Or maybe it's 20 or maybe it's 25. And honestly, raising things by $10, that's like less than the price of a McDonald's meal. Yeah. And I, totally doable for people. People can pay $15 more. And there's mm. a group of people who is willing and able to do that. And we, ha- we have to shift our thoughts of people don't have money because there are lots of different groups of customers in the market. Yeah. It's, called mar- it's called segmentation. Customers are divided by what they value in a product. And for some people, that is the price. They want the lowest, cheapest price possible. And the product they're looking for is very utility. It's not yeah. really supposed to be like super fancy or beautiful. It's just supposed to be like something to eat on the table. They don't care what it looks like. It's like not about taste. It's just to fill that spot. But then there's a whole other group of customers who very much care what it looks like and what it tastes like and the service that they get. And those people understand that that value comes at a price. And so for you as a baker, it's about learning to shift and to stop talking to those people who are going to Walmart to buy cakes because they don't value what they do, what you do. And they're, they're not going to pay your price. And you're just going to hear that conversation over and over again. And it's learning to turn away from those people and say, that's okay. Go enjoy your grocery store cake. 
there's a whole other group of people over here that I am ready to serve that are going to pay me and I'm going to focus on them. And it's, it's about learning. I just, I see so many people, whenever I post about price and about how much I charge for cakes, I get people, bakers and non-bakers. They're like, that's so great for you, but I live here or I, this is my experience. And I just want to say, I'm like, okay, you've already shot yourself in the foot. If that's the disbelief that you already have, then you're not going to take the right steps and do the right things because you already believe it's impossible. And so Mm. you have to believe that it is possible that there are people. And instead of saying like, oh, it's not going to work, saying, how can I make it work? What do I need to do? And how can I shift so that actually, yes, people do pay my prices? And, And how can it be possible? That's the conversation you need to have with yourself. I want to say a big hallelujah right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) It really is. It really is. What what do you what do you see um, people? What the biggest mistakes you actually see people making when they're they're pricing their cakes, and then going on to talk about their their prices to their customers? Yeah. Number one is people just guess. They have Mm -hmm. zero idea. Oh, I'm terrible. That is me. It's all of us. We all do it when at some point or the other, because it feels like a lot of work to figure it out. And also we're like, how do I figure it out? I don't know where all my numbers are coming from. And so we guess, we say like, Hey, what do you all charge? I see this in Facebook groups, like all the time you get answers. It's like, they'll post a cake and everyone will be like, I charge a hundred dollars. I charge 500. I charge four. I charge a thousand. And that's really not helpful (laughs) (laughs) because everybody's numbers are so different and so unique to where you are and to what your time cost is and what your experience is. And so I teach bakers how to find those hard set things that, all right, you must be including this in your price. And here's how to tweak it depending on your comfortability, your experience, your brand, your market. And that's what I teach them how to do is how to stop guessing, but how to make a very informed decision about what to charge and to stop. And then you see it spelled out. Once you do that, it makes it easier to charge it because you're like, oh my gosh, I see it on paper. It makes perfect sense. Add that, 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 boom, there it is, the price. I can't back out of that because if I do, I'm not making money. Yeah. And so that that's the first problem I see people doing is just guessing. And part of that, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. If This is a method I see people use a lot when pricing their cakes. And it's the price per serving method where we you say do, like... Yes, we don't do that a lot here in the UK. Good. We, we do Good. generally do like complete cakes. You, you're buying the complete product. Absolutely. Cause that's yeah. how it works. But I see, I feel like someone's teaching this in a pastry school yeah. somewhere <laughs> because I'm people wrong. do this. They're like, Hey, I, I, it's a, you know, 75 serving cake and people are like, Oh, well the industry rate is about $7 a serving. So just times that by the number of servings. But you're not, you're not taking s- into consideration anything that's on the no. outside or it's like the next best thing to a guess. It tells you nothing about your costs, about your time. And what happens is you end up overcharging or undercharging and you only get it right at one spot. And I did, I did a little article for American cake decorating uh, magazine on this and I broke it down. Like here's a four inch cake, a six inch cake and an eight inch cake. And I showed the math and I was like, if you do price per serving this way, 
At the end of that four inch cake, you're making $6.50 an hour. At the end of that six inch cake, $16 per hour. And the eight inch cake at the end was $31 per hour. And it literally doubled every time. And so you were on the low end, you were way undercharging, making under minimum wage. And on the high end, you were like double overcharging. And it was, it just didn't even make sense because you don't sell cake by the serving. People don't buy cake by the serving. And it just is a very uninformed way to price your cakes. You don't decorate cakes by the serving. You know, you don't deliver cakes by the serving. (laughs) (laughs) But so many people do it this way. So I'm like on this personal mission to combat that. Help help them stop (laughs) just guessing and just assigning arbitrary numbers. I want, I want people to really make informed decisions because that that's really what's standing in the way of the growth and the success and the profit on the other side. Absolutely. Um, here in um, the UK, I'm not sure if it's the same over there in the USA, um, we're, we're often said to be quite uptight when um, we talk about <laughs> money and pricing. Um, and it's really something we find quite difficult. I, I do, especially I hate it. Um, for some people, it's almost embarrassing. How can we overcome that and be more comf- confident? I love that. I actually listened to um, a couple of podcasts where they had some English guests on who talked about this and how it was so uncomfortable for them because yeah. of the idea of queuing and you're waiting in line and the thought of like making more money than your parents or than your uncle. Like, how dare I can't even do that. I can't <laughs> even talk about that. And it was funny because I I feel like we don't have that quite in our in our culture here in the US but definitely there's a lot of shame around right. money. And one of my one of my favorite quotes is by a it's um she's like a wealth and abundance coach named Jen Sincero and her she said the biggest reason people don't have money is the shame around having money. Yeah. And it just, it's like this very awkward conversation because again, I think we feel like it makes, it makes a statement about our worth or someone else's worth. But really when we open up the conversation and we be a little more transparent and with the thought of educating and uplifting, what happens is we all get to rise together. And that's how I felt in my business. I am very transparent on my page about what I make, what I charge, what my costs are. And that is very uncomfortable for some people. And it's Mm. funny because I'll post a reel and I'll show the breakdown of my numbers. Like, here's my $700 cake that I made. And here's how much went to butter and how much went to the labor and how much I kept in my pocket. And I get bakers on there who are like, yeah, you go girl. But then I get a handful of people, bakers and non-bakers who are just outraged. They cannot stand it because, and I don't think it has to do actually with me because I don't even know these people. They're never going to order for me. They're not my customers. There's some random person on Instagram who's so mad that I'm making money selling cakes this way. And I think the problem is that when someone else is making money doing that, it like, it makes them scared because it tells them a story about themselves that they're not brave enough yet to step into that or that, you know, they're not making that much at their job and that feels really hard to cope with. And so instead of, you know, themselves going like, wait a second, if she's making money doing that, what Mm -hmm. could I actually rewrite my story? Instead of thinking that way, they decide to shut it down. And we decide to say like, how dare you like stop talking about this? (laughs) Because it just, it's a very sensitive subject for people. 
Um, so I, know, I, I um, like to be transparent and uplifting about it. A few years back, actually, there was, I remember, um, so in the UK, we had, if you ever heard of Harrods, it's a big department store in London. It's meant to be oh. sort of like one of our, our most prestige, you know, it's, it's always meant to be this yeah. place that you could buy anything in Harrods, but you would end up paying for it. You know, it's like one of the top. You know. uh-huh. um, and there was a cake maker that was selling, you know, the unicorn cake phase. Oh, you know, yeah. With the, yeah. yeah. And she was selling unicorn cakes. And to be honest, they weren't cheap. I'm not saying, you know, they, they were well priced, but then she was paying Harrods, obviously, a, 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 um, a rate. She was selling in Knightsbridge in London. She had a certain cost involved in that. And she was selling at Harrods. You know, this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember in Facebook, it was in Facebook groups in the UK, people were outraged at what she was charging for a unicorn cake. And yeah, I, remember I remember someone this. turning around and going, why can you not just be pleased for her? Why can you not say that's fantastic? So now I can charge more. But everyone was just appalled and slating her. And it was, it was just such a sad, a sad indictment of what was going on, I think, you know, and it's just like, we we should all rise up together. We should all be happy because that means that we can all charge a bit more as well because they're obviously worth it. Yeah, no, I think the same thing. I love that we we should change the mindset because especially as women, we complain about pay gaps and glass ceilings and the way that women, we we feel like they're not paid what they should be. And yet we're going to tear them down. Like we're going to get on someone else's post and tell them, how dare you be charging that much? Because she didn't wait for permission because she decided to heck with that. I'm going to make what I want to make. And I think we need to change that conversation, even if you're like, okay, I would never pay for that. Like, I, if I, See, that, whatever I someone's that doing, that's, that's the next thing, it's, isn't it? It's like, well, I wouldn't pay for that. So why should yeah. we charge it? It's like, it's, you're well, not a customer. <laughs> yeah, you're not. And it's like, for me, I will go and I'll pay for a massage because I can't do that for myself. Or I will yeah. go and pay for a class on, you know, something that I can't do. I, w- I would love to pay for that because for me, it's something I get to learn and an experience that I get to have. And I'm so happy to pay someone for that. And people, the same goes back. And I think, you know, the same, the same way, um, when, when people look at our stuff or we look at someone else's stuff and we're like, okay, I would never charge for that, but let's give them a round of applause. I'm going to say, I hope you get every client that will pay for that. Even if it's not me, because I want to see you succeed and Mm -hmm. let's have that kind of language and let's cheer everybody on because what, what people do, even if it doesn't serve you, it serves somebody and there's people who will pay for it. And I just, I'm so I'm so sick of watching people tear each other down over this because let's just rise together. Let's just encourage each other and, and open that, that door. When, when you cheer for somebody else, it allows you to cheer for yourself. And when you like congratulate and, and watch somebody succeed and feel happy and excited for them, it lets you do the same for yourself. I I mean, I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether it's that I'm hanging out in different places or I'm surrounding myself with different people, but I do see it changing a little bit, but it might just be that the the community that I'm in now, maybe I'm positioning myself in a different community that's just nicer to one another. I don't know. (laughs) And that's good. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's yeah. like if you see somebody win the lottery, you, you get some people go, oh, they've got all the money now. Or yeah. you get other people going, wow, that's fantastic. That's going to change their lives. It's going to make it so better. That's the yeah. same same kind of mindset. Yeah. 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 When yeah. I know there's a quote by Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa herself said it takes a checkbook to change the world. And so <laughs> if if you've got money, you get to do good things. And you get to let that flow into other people and other businesses. Yeah. Like you don't hoard that. You pass it on. And mm. it's just this beautiful wave that goes through all of us. Like wh- one person rises, everybody rises. It's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so do you think, because I know you mentioned earlier on, do you think that as women um, baking at home in that environment that we're traditionally meant to be in, do you think we we find it harder to be confident about our own value and worth? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we what I find is the biggest struggle that we as women face is we take very emotional perspectives on things, which is awesome, and we shouldn't change that because that's how the world operates is on emotion. And what happens is we tie a lot of emotion to our pricing or to the money like we've been talking about. And that's what gosh, that's what holds us back a lot of the time is, is, and we just, we want to feel valued. We want to feel validated as women and as artists, like you do put yourself out there on the line a little bit and you feel like you're in the spotlight. And sometimes it's like, Oh, I just hope someone buys this. I just hope, you know, someone will value enough to pay like just a little bit for it. And, and it's just, it's all about a mindset shift and just learning that, you know, we get to give ourselves the permission and the authority to, charge what we charge to do what we do and to kind of what I love is that when you like I was saying when you look at the numbers when you figure out where they all come from and you line them all up and you add them up to get your price you can like step back from that personally you can kind of untie your self-worth from that and be like no here it is logically and now I just it tells me exactly what to charge and then it doesn't have to be an emotional moral decision we're we're very I just think women, we, we love to sacrifice and to serve and to be there for other people. And the thing is, it's not mutually exclusive, you know, charging a lot and being kind and serving, you can do both. It's Mm -hmm. not like by charging a high price, you sacrifice all of the goodness that you are. And now you're some terrible, evil person. Like you get to do both (laughs) and they don't cancel each other out. And some, I've seen some amazing women who were unapologetic and very ambitious and charged what they charged and have made amazing differences in the world because they did that. And I'm so glad that they were paid well and that I get to pay to be a part of it because what they put back into the world is so valuable. And I think we just need to learn that. (laughs) <laughs> learn that we can be kind and good and serving and still make a crap ton of money and, and not yeah. be evil for that, not be terrible people for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you're so, so open about your pricing. I absolutely love it. Um, and um, you, you tell everybody in your community and online what the costs and earning from it on earnings were from it. Um do, did it worry you when you first did that or was it like re- something really easy for you to do? It it was something that I, 
I feel like I did shy away from sharing my own numbers for a while. And part of that is because I didn't want to help people fall into the trap of, oh, she's charging that. Well, then I can only charge this. Because I I feel like people get to my page and they're like, she's got 50,000 followers. Like, I'm not even halfway there. Like, I will never charge what she charged, you know? And they start telling themselves this kind of spiraling downward story. And so I I shied away from it a little bit for those reasons. Because I want want to help people focus on their numbers and what price works for them and not just my numbers. But I did. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts one day. And it's Kathy Heller, Don't Keep Your Day Job. I love that podcast so much. And she talks on that podcast about just being vulnerable and transparent and just being yourself and how that really just brings people along. And it really lights people up because they want to see you're a real person and they they just want to see that side. And so I'm listening to that podcast and and feeling that. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to start sharing some of this. And so I popped right on, made a reel in like 10 minutes, sharing just some of my numbers. And what happened was I, I, I shared that. I was like, these are my numbers. This is some stuff I've learned about pricing. And here's my pricing course. Like this is where I teach it all. And I made almost $2,000 that day because Baker wow. saw it and went, this is what I've been looking for. Like someone (laughs) sharing and showing how this works. And that course that I've made has become one of those powerful resources to people because we talk about the fear and the mindset and I show you step-by-step how to calculate the price. And I, I get a lot of backlash still on some of those. It's like 50, 50. I share those reels that are with all my numbers and there's that group of people who just cannot stand it. But there's also a group of people who are like, this is what I've been waiting for someone to just show me how. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I keep showing up and doing it because it's fine. If people are going to be mad about it, let them be mad. If they're, if you're doing something and you're not making somebody mad, you're probably not being bold enough. You're probably not throwing yourself out there. <laughs> <love> enough. <laughs> but every time I show up, there's a group of people who are like, this makes so much sense. I just yeah. needed someone to show me this. And for that, I keep showing up. This weekend, I mean, so we, we, we're going to have to talk about the cake and the ski lift. Um, and you <laughs> yeah. did that. Ski lift cake. <laughs> but you did that exact thing on your, I saw it today on your stories. You you took that cake and you completely broke down um, exactly how much it charged and all your costs. And when, when you say something like, right, I put a cake in a ski lift and I travel two hours with it. <laughs> and then you see all the, the breakdown, you're like, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, please tell us about the ski lift cake. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that cake was booked back in February. I had a, um, a friend who's a party planner or a wedding event planner, and she was working with this couple and they were very sweet, wonderful couple. And she kept telling me, she's like, I want them to meet with you. I want you to do their cake. It's in Park City. And Park City is like two hours away from me. And I was like, I am not the closest person to do this. I know they're are bakers a little bit closer to you? Like, I just don't know if I can go that far. And I just had a baby. So I was kind of like off the radar a little bit. So I kept sending her these other people, like you could probably do them. And she's like, no, they really care about what it tastes like. And I know your cakes taste amazing. So please like, will you just meet with them? So I did. I met with them. 
And they were they were getting married a little bit later in life, like in their 40s. It was their first marriage. And so it was a big deal to them. And they did really care about what the cake tasted like. And they were after a really good vanilla cake, which is like you can't hide behind any fillings or any like (laughs) add-ins. It's just straight up good vanilla is what they're looking for. And we sat down to taste it and they absolutely loved it, which made me so giddy. (laughs) We're sitting there talking and they're like, yes, yes, and yes, we want to book with you. And then um, the bride, Melissa, she goes, did Amanda tell you about the gondola, the ski lift? And I was like, "Uh, no, no, she did not. (laughs) So come to find out their wedding is at the top of a mountain at a ski resort. And the only way to get there is by a ski lift. And so I'm like, as we're meeting, I'm like trying to rack my brains together. I'm like, here, take a look at my booking contract. Make sure that all looks good. I'm just going to run some numbers over here and like see. And so they're doing the booking contract and I'm just like frantically looking up the map, like calculating, all right, the time, (laughs) the gas money, the cost, the stress involved in that. And so I gave them a price of $1,600 and $1,630 is what I charged if I remember right. I'm not good at remembering numbers, but it was a $1,600 cake. And they said, awesome, let's pay for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was the most (laughs) expensive cake I'd ever booked. Um, And the craziest like delivery that I got to anticipate for like nine months, just thinking about, okay, when I go up to ski lift (laughs) with this cake. (laughs) And, um, but in the end, you know, the ski lift didn't end up being the hard part of it. It was so funny. So I, I spent all, I did a different cake the day before. I did a sweet 16 cake that was a three-tier cake. And then I did, it was this four-tier cake for this wedding up the mountain. Um, So I I spent a day working on that four-tier cake. And every tier we had the vanilla, that really awesome vanilla flavor. And then we had a lemon and a turtle flavor. So it was different flavors. It was this beautiful palette knife mountain design with like some silver lining on it and some flowers. And so I decided to take it up as two separate two-tier cakes just Mm -hmm. to take some of the risk out. I was like, I don't want to take a whole heavy four-tier cake. So I took it as two separate two-tier cakes. And we drove two hours away. I brought my husband with me because I'm like, I'm going to need someone to help me carry my kit and my cakes and make sure I get all my stuff up the mountain. Um, did, so he did, comes did, with me. Did the gondola stop for you to get on? Or was it one it of those ones that's carrying around? Yes. Okay, that's <laughs> so we, yeah, we get there to this resort and it's, A, it's so hard to find. That was the hardest part. The gondola ended up being the piece of cake. And right. it was just finding the parking lot. That was so hard. We got lost three times, had to double back. And I was like starting to panic because it's hot. And I'm like, I've got to get this cake up the mountain. And finally, we found the parking lot and I bought a little wagon. We put my cakes in the wagon and I had my backpack with all my gear. And we had to walk almost a quarter mile with this cake in the wagon just to get to the ski lift because there was no road that drove right up to it. We had to like walk through the resort village to get to the ski lift. Oh, that must be nerve wracking. It was crazy. (laughs) And then as soon as we get to the gondola, they stopped it. We get on and I was like, oh, this is the easy part. We're just (laughs) sitting on a ski lift with a cake. No big deal. Like we're just going to get to the top of the mountain and it'll be fine. And then, so that was the, that was the easy part. We got up the ski lift and right about then is when I remembered I'm terrified of heights and I'm freaking out because I'm so scared of being so high, but the cake is fine. (laughs) We got up to the top, we get to this, to the lodge. I put the cake together and it was 
just perfect. It was beautiful. And I was so pleased with it. And I get a text the next day. Who gets a text from the bride on her honeymoon? But I did. (laughs) The next day, she texts me first thing in the morning. She was like, Brett, that cake was an absolute masterpiece. We loved it. Our guests could not stop talking about it. She said it was a four-tier cake, like 120 servings, and they had 90 guests. And she was like, we ate the whole thing. There was not a scrap left. <gasps> wow. That is they the best the whole thing That doesn't to hear. happen at weddings. No. People don't eat the whole cake. <laughs> so that I've just been on cloud nine, just like soaking that in. And I'm like, I can do anything. If I can take a point two <laughs> cake up a ski lift, yeah. I can do anything. <laughs> so the thing is, it's just having the confidence. And, and like you say, now you know you can do that. And sixteen hundred dollars you know yes it's and because i was paid that i was able to put everything into it like yes it didn't matter if i had to go buy a wagon it didn't matter if i brought my husband if i had to drive so far like i was paid well i was able to show up my absolute best for this cake because i'd been paid for it amazing incredible um right so um it's been so lovely to talk to you. I we, I think I actually could chat all evening. Well, we're evening, yeah. your afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah. But is there anything that you'd like to chat about that we, we've we missed out today at all? Well, I want to definitely invite your listeners and all of you bakers out there. I want you to come and join my pricing mastermind course because it changes your business, but it also changes your life. And it's a course where it's all pre-recorded so you can go at your own pace. You don't have to like keep up and you can take it in chunks because pricing is a big mental hurdle. Like doing a little bit of math really drains you. And so I broke it down into small video lessons so you can do a little bit at a time. And I walk you through exactly how to find all of your numbers. And then we talk about implementation, how to implement that pricing, how to communicate about it with your customers. What do you do about discounts? And what do you do about um, deposits and this and that? And we cover every facet of it. And I set you up for success. And so I definitely want you bakers out there to come and join It's called Pricing Mastermind, and you can find it by visiting me on Instagram. It's at The Out of Home Baker. That's my page, The Out of Home Baker. And if you just click the link that's in my bio, you'll see it right there at the top, Pricing Mastermind, and you can join. And literally, it is the most powerful thing that you can do to be able to grow your business this year. Fantastic. And and I would love to give your listeners a a discount as well. Um, Oh, wow. This is the... (laughs) The nice Business of Cake Making Podcast. So BCM15, BCM15. That will give you 15% off when you join oh, wow. us. Oh, that's fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make sure I'll put that in our show notes as well. So anyone yeah. that... Oh yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll send you the course link. Can we put that in the show notes too? Absolutely. And then people can just link to it that way. Find me on Instagram or link to it in the show notes. It both both works. (laughs) I must say that your your Instagram and everything is just so easy. It it's all (laughs) perfectly set out. It's so you just (laughs) click on it and you go from link to link to here to there. Yeah. I found it really simple. (laughs) Um, can I can I just ask you for a bit of fun? We yeah. were wondering if you could bake for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you bake? Oh my gosh. Um, that's such a good question. I feel like it would be really fun to do like 
a celebrity's cake just for fun. I feel like if I could do like a Taylor Swift cake, like oh, for wow, her, like at, yeah. at like a concert or something, that would yeah. be really fun. Or I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's the first person that comes off the top of my mind. But like someone who I could do a really big fun cake for yeah. to just she's celebrate. She's a fun kind of girl as well. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think she would like my cakes. They're they're yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Or you could do a giant size one and have Taylor Swift jumping out of the inside of it and (laughs) eating the cake (laughs) we just need Taylor Swift to come and order that now then yep Taylor if you're listening I'm your girl (laughs) oh Brett thank you so much it's been an absolute joy to speak to you um so you know we've chatted from everything about pricing and online pricing in your course um, so this is now your opportunity. I know you've just given us links, but if this is your opportunity to tell our listener where we can find you online. Yep. So like I said, you can find me on Instagram at the out of home baker. And that's where you'll find all of my daily tips, tricks, tutorials, trainings on how to grow your business and get clients, make a profit and do the work that you love. And then if you want to see my work, my yes, own cakes, beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> you can find my baking business. It's at Hobble Creek Cake Co. H-O-B-B-L-E is Hobble, Hobble Creek. That's the, the canyon that I lived by and our city. Everything's Hobble Creek. It's like Hobble Creek Dentist, Hobble Creek Coffee. <laughs> and so I was Hobble Creek Cakes because I wanted to fit into the the culture of the city there um so you can find my bakes my cakes and everything i do there as well fantastic thank you so and much also i gotta say well, yeah. i love i love connecting with people so dm me like if you've got questions if you're like feeling lost or needing encouragement like dm me i am there and i respond so reach out to me if you're looking for a way to connect oh that's, that's, that, that's so sweet lovely perfect <laughs> right thank you thank you so much um i'm sure we could chat for hours and hours um (laughs) and maybe we'll get you back sometime because it's it's just been thank you absolutely (laughs) lovely thank Thank you you so much thank you (laughs) hello Bronya here but you probably knew that because you just hear that bit of music okay I have come today to ask you for a favor Would you tell us what you would like us to chat about? And if there are any expert guests or things that you think we should get an expert guest to talk about, we do this not just for us, um, because we get to chat to lovely people, but also to help, help people in their businesses to do the, the things that we didn't have when we were starting our business. So we've just had that amazing episode from Brett talking all about pricing. Next week, we are going to be talking about running your business through an economic crisis. So, you know, these are big, juicy topics and we want to get more juicy topics like that, but only if they are valid and interesting to you. So please either drop us a DM on our Instagram at the business of cake making or email me and that is bronya at daisycakecompany.co.uk and we would love to just dive more and more deep into the stuff that you really want to hear about um other than that let's get back to sammy's singing because you know what time it is i really enjoyed that podcast especially the um ski lift part (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so pleased that that cake was delivered this weekend so we could yeah. talk to her about it. <laughs> Mind you, I think that that's like one of those things that you could just drop into conversation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember that oh, time I went up in a, a ski lift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
lift. <laughs> but for anyone who hasn't checked it out, so when you when we say it's gone up in a ski lift, go and look at the cake, and you will go, oh yeah, of course that went in a ski lift. Yeah, that completely suits Absolutely going beautiful. up a mountain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's so passionate, and I really like that. And I think she's saying all the things that we say need but, to hear. But she probably says it so much better than we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram and watch yeah. her videos and um, her air conditioning um, <gasps> in her okay, car that she sat. Do up. you know? I did. I did. Um, I shared. Uh, um, oh gosh, I shared. It's like a cake fridge, isn't it? And I shared one on Instagram a few months ago. Um, yeah, because yeah, I can it, remember talking to you about it. Yeah, and but, it's incredible. This- so it's like she's built a fridge in her car out of insulation. Yeah. And it and keeps it, like a case. tumble dryer pipe. Yeah, that goes <laughs> from something. the aircon. To... Yeah, genius, genius, absolute genius. So yeah. good, but yeah, she's very passionate, and I, I, I think she says all the things that we think, but she says them a hundred times better than we do. Yeah, yeah. So That's thank you what I'm, I've been working on today, my pricing. So it, it's it? really hitting home. Yeah, and your mindset around the pricing. So yeah. I did a newsletter a couple of a few weeks back and I, I said I literally said if it was as easy as putting a few pounds on everything, we'd all be doing it. Yeah. And that's because it's not as easy. You have no. to get over all those hurdles and Yeah, and, and if you're gonna do it, do it properly. Like because yeah. um you do your round cakes, your square cakes, your fruit yeah. cakes, you do everything and then you go on and do your tiered cakes. Yeah. And um have you all your extras. Have you introduced a minimum, a minimum I think, order I th- amount yet? Yeah, I think there is one on my um, website. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that is also quite freeing by having that. I know when yeah. I, as soon as I, as soon as I put a minimum order in, um, I felt like free to turn around yeah. and say to people, "I'm not working for less than that." Yeah, and and people hopefully will check out your website and see that, and the people yeah. who want a um, cheap grocery store cake yeah pepper pig cake yeah well we're going to <laughs> talk about that in a couple of weeks as well aren't we we're going to talk about yeah trying to i don't want to call it up level because that sounds really boris johnson um <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean we're going to talk about um in these times of of rising costs and butter being five pounds for 20 grams and that kind of stuff um we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna talk about all that kind of stuff and but just yeah, five I pounds think, yeah <laughs> how much is butter now oh my life <laughs> seems to be the only thing that anyone's talking about on facebook yeah, at the it used to be oh isn't the weather nice but now yeah. it's have you seen the price of butter <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Apparently, Marks and Spencer's is the most reasonable place at the moment. Really? Well, that's oh. what I saw today. Yeah. Apparently, they're doing 500 grams for less than four quid. Wow, that is good. <laughs> exactly, see? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's really nice butter because it's from Marks and Sparks. Marks and Spencer's, right. darling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a, a few weeks about... Um... Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Because we haven't sorted that out yet, so we probably shouldn't be t- really t- talking about it yeah. too much. But yeah, um, even though Brett is American and she is dealing in an American market, everything she says I found relevant to all of us. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, oh not- gosh, yeah. And and please, um, on her her Instagram, you just click on the thing in her bio and it takes you to all the listings and everything. I don't know if that's the yeah. right word, all the headings. And, and it, yeah, oh, yeah, it really, yeah. it does make sense. It does apply to us. Yeah. It, yeah, it applies be- right across the board, whether yeah, you're it- in... In India or Africa or Australia. Yeah, because as we we noticed the other day looking at our, our downloads, we have people in all those places that are listening. <laughs> yeah, which is why I threw them in. <laughs> <laughs> so hello to you all around the world. Yeah. But yeah, no, Brett, what Brett is saying is relevant to, to all of us. It really is. Um, Don't forget so. Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Product of the week, product of the week, product of the week. Oh, <laughs> nice. I can see you wincing a bit then. I get I do like to get in close. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Oh, Is where it my turn? Right. Uh, yes. Right. So oh. I'm going to go for something that I have and I use very, very often but not for what they're designed for. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm going to go ganache plates. Oh, yes. Right? So if for anyone who doesn't know what a ganache plate is, it is an acrylic disc. Um, you usually get a pair, and they're usually slightly bigger than the cake. So if it's like a six inch, you'll have like a six and a quarter inch. And you, they come in a pair because what you're meant to do is you're meant to put one at the top, one at the bottom, and ganache in between um and it's they're meant to help you do nice straight ganache mm. i don't use them for that um so i couldn't be without my ganache plates because what i use them for is if i'm doing like a tiered cake i decorate the cakes on a ganache plate mm. so that on a way, size bigger yes exactly and that way that you can transport them on that um, and they come off. So you know when you, you're doing a tiered cake and you have to take it off of the, the cake board and stack it? Mm. I find they come off of ganache plates really easily. Yeah, yeah, much you know, easier. Just, yeah. You just slide the knife under and around. And it pops off. Pop. Yeah, yeah, and it pops off. And you don't have the worry if, if it was a silver, um, if it's a silver drum, do you throw it away then? Do you get rid of it? Yeah. You know, so this is like it's less wasteful. It's less yeah. wasteful. Um, you, yeah, you don't have to the worry of do I then try and clean because they just go in the dishwasher. Just pop them in not the, the dishwasher. Gana- not the boards, the ganaching plates. Yeah, the ganaching plate. Yeah, yeah. I've never put a drum in a in a dishwasher. Oh, I have by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't work very well. No, yeah, a bit soggy, a bit soggy. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't use. I've never used a ganache plate for what it's designed for. I bought a whole hmm. set. Um, and I think I tried them once and I'm like, yeah, I can't get on with that. And so I had them sat there. So now I use them as cake boards for transporting tiers to stack. That's such a good idea. No. Right. So, <laughs> so you can buy them from, from most cake decorating companies. So from, from the cake decorating company and from cake stuff, they have different sizes. Different sizes are different prices um so you can buy them just... individually as well can't you 
or as yeah, a whole so the, set? Yeah, these. So I'm looking at sets of two at the moment. So a set of two, eight point two five inch. So that would be for normally for an eight inch cake, but I would probably put a six inch on to be honest. Um, so a set of two is eight pound sixty nine. Um, which I know is a lot more than a drum, but if you think you use them over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, you do. And I've had mine probably for about five years. And they go through the dishwasher. But I think you yeah. just said that anyway. Yeah, they're through the dishwasher. They, even if you get them scratched, you know, they're not. it's not the end of the world. No one sees them. So, yeah. And they don't, my... I haven't broken one yet, so they don't smash no. if you drop them. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously dropped them then. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like Frisbees, really, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah on cake stuff an eight inch one is or a set of two eight inch are 869 um and you can get square ones and all sorts of shapes but i use the round ones and i use oh, them all the time. somewhere today i saw petal ones yes there's petal ones and i've just looked on cake stuff and they had um oh, rainbow shape so it's like an arch so you know these you know at the moment people are putting cakes up on their ends yeah it's for those if you're actually wow. mashing them so they've yeah. got art shaped ones and petal shaped ones and yeah all sorts of stuff like that but i've got mm. a set of round ones and i use them every single week yeah i use mine all the time so. i've just moved them into the house from the stockroom because i had them in the stockroom so i'd go all the way in the stockroom and then come <laughs> into the house so someone's told them. you to do that haven't they yeah and i have <laughs> <laughs> someone's gone why are you doing that that's a waste of yeah. your time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shall i right. do my product now yeah do yours so we we have actually had the creator of this product on our podcast Ooh. and i'd never actually really used this product um until recently and um it's it's more expensive than i would normally do product of the week because I, I like to right you know cover the lower lower scale something pretty to put in your your basket but this is from Avalon Cake it's her cake sketching templates she also does it um on the pad that you you can yeah. on there but this is the one that you can keep in your wedding folder and um it's uh, means you can sketch a perfect multi-tier cake within seconds and <gasps> I've always, always previously just drawn it myself used a ruler um, but I've got hold of some of these and they are blooming fantastic um, wow they've got you can get the so are they what they're like line drawings of yeah and so okay. you can, um you, it, it goes up to like 10 inches, so you can do a 10-inch high cake, 5-inch right. high cake. Um, it does all the sizes. You can go 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 30, 14, 15, 16, right. I think it does. Um, you can buy um, little templates, and it, so you can put the stripes on your cake. You can put the flowers on your cake. using. So the how, where are you putting it? Where is it all done? Is this on an iPad or is this on This is actually a piece of on, paper? Um, it's on a piece of paper, so you, you right. they're like little bits of uh plastic or acrylic plastic. I don't know what, what they're made of actually, and then you just what, like draw stencils? it, yeah, and then you just draw it straight onto your piece of paper. Um, oh, if you're drawing so like a design, with little holes in that you can yeah, draw on. yeah, wow, they're absolutely fantastic. So it's just the same as the, 
the app that you can get yeah. on a pad. But yeah. this, I'm not so great on on for technical you not? stuff. So this is perfect <laughs> for me. <laughs> and and um, I did a patchworking on a cake today or quilting. Yeah. And I just used the stencil and drew the lines and then you clip it around and you drew to the other side. Um, I've done flowers. Yeah, I've, I've seen them, but I've never, I always thought that they were like printed sheets. I didn't realise they were like things that you drew through. Yeah, you draw, a... draw through them. There's ones here, cake sketching stamps celebration set. And it's got the unicorns. Um, it's got the drip on it. Um, it's got little um, eyes. Um, this one's got geodes. You've got lace and monograms. There's there's loads and yeah. loads of them, and there are also little um, stamping blocks. So you can buy the little flower and you put it in your stamp, and then you stamp it onto the cake. Wow. But I I quite like drawing the flowers. Yeah. So that I don't I don't mind doing that. But if you really wanted to go top notch, so these ones yes. that then you can then give to your customer and your customer to go. Oh yeah, I actually get what that's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes than some my drawings... I've given out in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they range, you can get the full set for £57, which is more pricey than I would normally um, do on product of the week. But you can, or you can just buy like the round cakes or the square cakes. It must um, be cheaper to buy the whole lot though, is it? I guess yeah. it, it works out cheaper yeah. to buy it. But also think how much, um, if you're, if you're going to like high end clients, yeah, think yeah. how much better your sketch is going to be, and you're more likely to get that order then. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then when you take the picture of it, um, so you know, if like most of the time now it's on an email, so yeah, I, I know there's probably a quicker way of doing it, but I take a photo of it then, yeah. and I, I've been to putting the pencils around it so they can see what color I've been using. I've actually <gasps> bought some watercolor pencils, so. Um, You're getting all a bit artsy-fartsy, really, aren't you? Yeah. I was just going to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> artsy-fartsy. So, yeah. Oh, so very nice. So, You'll have, to send, you me, could, have to send me some of your sketches. Let me see them. Yeah. Because I've seen your previous sketches. <laughs> yeah, and they're good. <laughs> <laughs> but you can put flowers, bows, oh, cake stands, also, oh, wow. it's all included in in the cake and cookie planner, and um, that was from Avalon Cakes, who was Amazing. a previous guest. She was, and she was lovely as well. Yeah, or you can buy it. Procreate tools, digital sketching. Yeah, see, I've cake got Procreate, and, and I yeah. haven't. Do you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna download one to try it out. I haven't ever downloaded her. Her templates. Yeah. So I am going to go and buy one and download one. Oh, they're, they're fantastic! It's got everything. Fans, um, yeah. I just you could I could just go on forever. Excellent. Yeah, I th- I good, think good they choice. are so so good. Yeah, good choice. Oh, Excellent. thank you. Yeah, that's quite all right. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think we're done, my love. Yeah, I think we're finished. Thanks very much. Thank you, very, thank you very much. <laughs> um, we'll see you we'll, next time. Yes, see you next time, which should be next week. Yeah. <laughs>